One thing that CEOs are really great at is planning and projecting for their business. And as the CEO of your photography business, if you are feeling a little bit scattered when it comes to planning, this episode is for you and it is going to give you the confidence and the steps that you need to take to create a simple plan for 2023. Now, this episode is going to be really helpful based on you and your specific journey and you and how your brain works. Of course, I'm going to give you my recommendations and what has worked for me, but I really want you to take what I'm about to share with you and adapt it to fit you and your business, because everybody thinks in a different way. And you'll see what I mean as we jump into the episode. So if you are ready, let's get started. Hey, mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan. And I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today chatting about such a fun topic for me. Okay, this might not be a fun topic for you. That might be why you're here because maybe planning is a little bit stressful for you. Maybe you have never done this before and you are completely brand new to thinking about your business in this way. If that's you, I am so excited to be here with you and bring all the fun and nerdy joy that I exude when it comes to planning. I absolutely love it. For those of you who might not know who I am, my name is Ashley Freehan, and I am the founder here at The Purpose Gathering. The Purpose Gathering is an online community, also soon to be in-person meetup community, again, in Arizona, located in Mesa, in the East Valley. And my mission here at The Purpose Gathering is to support and educate mom photographers. I know how lonely it can be as a mom and how extremely isolating it can be as an entrepreneur working for yourself. And so I'm here to bring support, encouragement, empowerment, skills, strategies, and tips that will just make your life as a mom and a photographer more simple and more enjoyable so that you can create the sustainable and profitable business of your dreams, but without burning out, right? Without totally ignoring your family or giving up your sanity. So I'm so excited that you are here today because, again, this topic is just something that is so important, and I think that by the end of the episode, you're going to feel so much more excited about your business because you're going to have the game plan to actually 
take more specific intentional action in 2023. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump right in. So the very first thing that I need you to focus on, and that's going to be to brainstorm all of your goals. And now I know this feels a little bit overwhelming because you're like, well, I have so many ideas, like I don't even know where to start. Or maybe you're totally stuck and you're like, I don't know what my ideas should be. And if that's you, hopefully by the end of this episode, you're going to have a really great guide of where to start with this. But I want you to take out a sheet of paper or better yet, open up a blank Google Doc. And the reason why I say that's better is because when we get to step three, you're going to input all of this into a task management system. And so it will just save you time if you don't have to retype everything. So this is just a brain dump. This is all the things that are on your mind that you want to do in your business this year, this upcoming year. And if you're like me and you have a really hard time looking at your business from a year perspective, maybe just focus on six months. With the next six months of your business, what do you want it to look like? So I want you to kind of just brain dump all those ideas of things that you might want to do. They could be very vague, like I want to get more clients, or I want to meet some complimentary vendors that I can network with, or perhaps you want to redo your website, or maybe you want to raise your prices in the coming year. Whatever the case may be, just start to write down all of these ideas. So when you are thinking about some of these goals that you have for your business, I want you to think about these key areas of marketing that I'm about to share with you. And I actually have heard this idea from a couple of different people. So I want to give them credit. First of all, I heard this from Haley Burkhead and then also from Rachel Cook. I used to be in her group coaching program. That was absolutely incredible. And so I have taken what I've learned and then made it a little bit my own. And so I want to share with you how this has changed my business and hopefully will give you some insight into what you can focus on or what maybe I feel like you should be focusing on in your photography business. So the five key areas of marketing that I want to talk about is visibility, relationship marketing, nurturing your audience, inviting them, and then giving them an epic client experience. So each one of these are going to contribute to your business growth and should be part of your business plan. So let's explore them very quickly. When it comes to visibility, I like to think of this as the handshake, the introduction, right? The very first impression that somebody gets of you. And so this visibility is so important when you're a photographer because often clients will hire someone that just maybe appears at the right time. So not always is that the case. And we want to make sure that we are always top of mind, which we will talk about in a bit when we get to the nurture part. But it's really important that we are visible and that people know who we are, what we do and who we serve. And so it's absolutely crucial that you are working on ways to be visible. And there are a number of different ways that you can do this. 
I think the first one that comes to mind for most people is social media. That seems to be a fan favorite when it comes to the photography industry. But I want you to not forget about the other options, right? Back in the day when there was no social media, people had to market in a completely different way. And even still true to this day, it is so important who you know, because your business will grow at the speed of relationships. And so it's really important that you are being visible and creating those relationships. So a couple of ideas of places that you could be in addition to social media could be looking for meetup events to be a part of in your local community, possibly setting up a booth at a local event or looking for events that you can sponsor as their photographer that could get you in front of a ton of your ideal clients. So those are just a few ideas, but it's really important that you broaden your horizons and that you're not just putting all of your visibility efforts into social media because there are so many other avenues that work as well. And secondly, I mentioned the relationship marketing. And I sort of already touched on that, how important it is to make those connections and go deeper with people. So relationship marketing is not only making connections with complimentary vendors and people that you can refer to them and them to you, but also growing deeper connections with other photographers in your industry, because that can be a huge asset. A lot of my referrals actually come from other photographers. And so it's really important not to miss that incredibly important group of people. So instead of viewing them as competition, view them as a way to collaborate and help enhance your community. So I think it's important that you network with people who are in your same niche of of your industry. So for me, I focus on brand photography. So I want to connect with other brand photographers in case they are not available, they can send them to me and vice versa. I also want to be networking with other photographers that do not serve the brand community so that we can share back and forth different clients who might need different types of photography. So don't discount the ability to network with other photographers. And then I think it's also important that you build connections with your audience in your community. So I feel like Instagram has been in the past very like, I scratch your back, you scratch mine kind of thing. Like, I'll follow you if you follow me. And like, hopefully, you don't do that. And you've seen through that smoke screen, right? It is just not the way to do business. Um, What I recommend instead is to create those genuine relationships with people, actually care about them, actually engage with people that you would want to be friends with. And that is how actual friendship is born. And so I just want to remind you again that it might feel uncomfortable. It might be out of your comfort zone to kind of put yourself out there with these people. But this is a huge area of growth for anyone's business when they're able to create deeper relationships. 
Okay, let's talk about the third area here, which is the nurture portion. So this is really important. If you do not already have a blog, I'm going to recommend that you get one as a photographer. This is, I feel like the easiest place to start, not only showcasing your work, but weaving in content marketing, which basically just means that you are going to teach someone something when they come to your blog instead of just showcase your work. And so this is something that I talk about a lot inside the Side Hustler to CEO program. I talk about this with my one-on-one clients. It is so key that you have a place where your content lives. Because Instagram, you've heard this a million times, I'm gonna be cliche and say it again, Instagram owns your followers and they own your content. So if they decide to shut down tomorrow, you lose everything. And so it is absolutely crucial that you do not have your content only live on Instagram. 100% post your content on Instagram, 100% show up and be visible on Instagram, but don't let that be where your content lives. Choose a platform like a blog in order to do this. And I recommend focusing on learning SEO and how that can actually drive more traffic to your business in a faster way than Instagram ever will. So nurture your audience with content that they want and need. And number four, invite. So a lot of people think that they have an attract problem. They think they just don't have enough visibility. They don't think that enough people are seeing their work. But I personally believe it's a little bit more of a conversion problem meaning you might not ever be inviting people to actually work with you. So you may have heard the term call to action a lot. It's really important that you give your audience a next step of how they can work with you. Do they need to fill out a contact form? Do you want them to book a call? Are you going to send them um, a proposal of some sort that they can choose what package would be best for them? Do you want them to join your email list? I mean, there are so many different calls to action, but if you are not giving those to your potential clients, they don't know exactly what the next step is. And we all know that if someone doesn't know what the next step is, they're probably going to move on very quickly because people do not like to be frustrated and they do not like to think when they're trying to make a decision, right? They just want someone to say, here's what you need if you're interested. This is the next step. They don't want to have to stop what they're doing and go down the rabbit hole of finding the link in your bio or, you know, going to your website. They want to know what's the next step, give it to them straight. Okay, and finally, let's talk about client experience. It's really important that some of these goals that you write down are around the idea of client experience. So it could be that you wanna create better workflows. It could be that you wanna streamline your editing process, or maybe you wanna hire and outsource your editing. It could be that you don't even have a CRM, like HoneyBook or CloudSpot, or any of those different softwares that are going to help you manage your clients, that are gonna help you manage your leads, they're gonna help you book and invoice your clients faster. So maybe that is an area of growth for this upcoming year. So now that I've given you sort of like an overview of some key areas to focus on in your photography business, Take a moment and brainstorm some ideas that are coming to mind for your business. 
Okay, so now that you have some of these goals already mapped out, or you are planning to go back and listen to this episode again when you have some time to sit and really flesh it out, I want you to start to plan your schedule, okay? That's gonna be the key step number two, is to plan your schedule. So for me, I like to think in a biannual view. So I wanna think like six months. I'm thinking January through the end of June. What are the things that I wanna accomplish in my business over those next six months. So I'm going to plan out my schedule and I'm going to decide what time off I'm going to take now. So I want you to do the same. I also want you to pull out your kid's school calendar and I want you to map out all of the holidays that they have, any of the days that they are not at school because I can't tell you how many times that has thrown me off. And so you need to plan ahead and know when that's gonna happen. Now, I also want you to add in some margin in that schedule. So there are going to be some days where you're like, you know what? I just want to take a few days off here, a few days off there. I know it's going to be my birthday this month or my child's birthday or it's Valentine's Day and I want to take, you know, a weekend vacation with my hubby. Whatever the case may be, I want you to think it through now. Put it on your calendar now, because if you don't, it's much harder later to carve out that time because you have been maybe, I'm totally generalizing here, but possibly you've been just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. This is what I used to do before I started planning my schedule for the for the quarter, for the biannual year, um, or for the year, depending on how you like to do it. But this is key because you will get to a point in your business where you are like, gosh, I am so overwhelmed. I never have time off. I never feel like I can get ahead. And this is why. So go ahead and plan that margin in right now and try to honor that that margin. Now, some of that margin is in there just in case. So I used to be a wedding photographer and I would always put margin in the in the timeline just in case because I knew that someone was going to be late. I knew that someone was going to have an issue with their dress or that we were going to be missing grandma and the photos or whatever the case may be. So I built margin into the timeline. You need to do the same thing because there will be a day When your kid, you get a call from school and your kiddo is sick and you have to come pick them up. And so creating this margin is just giving you buffer to make up the difference when things go unexpected. Okay, so now that you have this out, I want you to also think about when are you actually going to work? Because as mamas, we are busy. I know how it feels. I homeschool my kiddos. They are eight and 11. And I I have about 15 hours a week that I can work. And the rest is spent homeschooling and just being a human, okay? Being I'm a wife, I'm a daughter. I um, volunteer at my church pretty heavily. So there's a lot that goes on just being a mom in general. And so my business I have to get real strategic with how I spend those 15 hours. So I want you to map it out. Map out what are your time blocks going to look like? 
I showed this on my Instagram probably a month or so ago, and I can't tell you how many comments and messages I got about this calendar. So basically what I did was I went through and I created an ideal calendar. I said, okay, Monday through Friday, what does my ideal week look like? Now, of course, things are going to change a little bit, but I wrote down everything that I do in the week in my personal life and in my business, and I created a master kind of week so that when I go to schedule something, I can look at that week and I can say, you know what? I actually have this time block earmarked for work, so I'm not going to be able to make that work. Or I, I have this time block earmarked for work, but I can swap it with this time block for this week, right? And so you have this as a guide, you can veer off from the guide, but you have it there for a specific purpose. Now, this is something that I love helping my one-on-one clients create. So if you are feeling so overwhelmed by what I'm sharing and you're like, I love all these ideas, but I have a really hard time with follow through and I just want someone to kind of walk me through the process and hold my hand and keep me accountable, I would love to work with you. I offer deep dive two hour sessions that are completely one on one where we flesh out all of this together. So everything that I'm talking about, I'm going to give you a step-by-step hand-holding experience where I will create your ideal week, we'll brainstorm all of your goals, I will help you plan out your schedule, and we will go through all of this step-by-step so that you feel confident when you head into 2023 and you know exactly what you are supposed to be doing. So the last step after you have brain dumped and brainstormed all of the different goals and things that you want in your business, I want you to narrow it down to three goals. And this would be if you are are doing this biannually. If you're doing it for the whole year, pick five to six. But I would say choose three over the next six months. And these are going to be big goals. Okay. So here's the kind of big idea that I need you to understand because it took me a really long time to figure this out. If you go into 2023 or any year with a huge list of goals, you will fail. And I'm not saying that to be a downer. I'm not. I'm just saying it is proven, research-based, that if you have too many things on your list to do, you will end up getting overwhelmed, you will give up, and you will not finish the goals that you have set out for yourself. And we don't want that. I want to set you up for success. And so start with those three goals. Figure out what the action steps are that you need to take in order to hit that goal. So for instance, if you say in the next six months, I want to redo my website, that is a huge undertaking. So you're going to need to break that out into check offable tasks because redoing your website is not just a one check off task, right? There's probably like 50 subtasks underneath that. So you're going to want to get very specific. Maybe you're going to choose the the platform that you're going to host your website on. Maybe you are going to choose a template 
then you're going to have to write copy for each specific page. Oh, wait, you're going to have to pick the pages, right? So there's so many different steps that go into one big goal. So you'll have to break down all of those sub goals. Then once you have those sub goals, you can start to actually assign those goals. Okay, so what I like to do is once I have my goals for six months, I then break them down into quarters. So quarter one will be January, February, March. Quarter two will be April, May, and June. So then what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down each of those steps and I'm going to realistically look at each week of the month and say, okay, about how many of these tasks can I accomplish in one week. I'm going to recommend that you choose three tasks a week. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is because you still have all of your client fulfillment work and you still have all of your responsibilities as an adult, right? So I want to set you up for success and I want you to not feel overwhelmed. I don't want you to be yelling at your kids. I don't want you to be irritable. I don't want you to feel torn between being a good mom or being a good business owner. You can do both. And this is how you do it. You lower the bar. Just pick three things that you're going to accomplish each week. I call it my top three. And what you're going to do is you're going to start to build out your task list for the quarter. So it's very important that you have a task management system. So this is where that Google Doc is going to come into play. So the task management system is something like Asana or Trello, ClickUp, Notion. I mean, there's so many different ones. I actually started with Trello. I love Trello, but I am migrating to Asana. So A lot of these have free plans that you can start with, and this is just a really excellent way to keep track of your tasks. So essentially what I do is I create a section or a board for each month of the quarter. So again, January, February, March, and then I break each of those months into weeks. So I pull out my calendar and I look, okay, week one of January is January, you know, whatever the dates are. And then I go to week two. What are the dates for week two? What are the dates for week three? What are the dates for week four? It's tedious. I'm telling you what, but I have never been more productive in my business until I started doing this. Okay. It feels like a lot. You're listening to this right now and you're like, oh my gosh, Ashley, I don't have time for this. Girl, you do not have time not to do this. I'm telling you, it will change everything for you. So then you're going to go through and you're going to drag over. You've got all of your tasks that you just listed out, those top three goals, and then you're going to break it down into sub goals. And now each of those sub goal tasks are going to be um, moved over to the appropriate week. Okay, Um, this is something like I'm telling you in our one on one coaching call, this will be so much easier when you have someone that is guiding you through this. I know it feels a bit overwhelming, but 
That is why I'm offering these sessions because it is so crucial to have someone helping you with this, okay? If it's not me, get your spouse to help you. Get your be- your business bestie. Get a trusted friend or someone who can you can bounce those ideas off of and be like, okay, what are the tasks that I need? What am I missing here, okay? It is so crucial and imperative that you have this. This outline for your quarter is going to be gold. It's going to be what allows you to grow in that role as the CEO in your business, where you no longer are just flying by the seat of your pants and only focusing on client fulfillment, posting on Instagram, and you know, all the mom things, right? I want you to really step into this role. And this is how you think of your business from an aerial view, the big picture view, what are the things that are really going to propel your business growth this quarter. And that's what I want you to focus on. All right, mama, I know that this was a lot of information. But I know that you can do this. I know that your next quarter is going to be the most successful quarter that you've ever had because you are going to take the time to make a plan. No longer are you going to just wing it. And if you need more guidance, more support, and that deep dive sounded like exactly what you need, I would love to come alongside you and support you as you create your business plan for 2023. For more details and to book your deep dive session, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash deep dive, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it, share it out on Instagram and tag me at the purpose gathering. And I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM. Let me know that you listened to today's episode. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was. If you have any additional questions, I am always here rooting for you, mama, and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.